You wanna hear a good joke? Nobody speak, nobody get choked. Sports fans, it is Friday here on 89.1 KHOL and Teton Sports Talk is here to bring you a little bit closer to your weekend. I'm your host, Massey Zeman, and not down, let's call it over in Virginia, is my co-host, Graham Trainer. Yeah, plum up here in the northern part of Virginia, just a little bit further north of Charlottesville, just around the corner from Massey's beloved T.C. Williams High School. Remember the Titans. Yeah, I've actually I've driven past there. It's kind of a dump. No, I don't even know. I, 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 oh, that's dude, a... that's my that's that's my wife's dad's high school. Massive. Really? Did you go catch a game Jeez. while you were there? Were they in the championship? Mm-mm. No, I think it's uh, I think we're I think we're in basketball season right now for high schoolers, aren't we? You would know. Yeah, we are. Trust me, we are. I think yeah. all the championships wrap up on December first weekend. Yeah, it would be ra- it'd be wrestling season for me because I, I was a hardcore fighter. Yeah, is that how you got all those? Uh, um, I don't want to say them by name, but let's just call them rashes, uncurable, oh, uncurable rashes that you wrestlers get. Yeah, I guess everybody at K2 is lucky. I don't go roll around in there with my uh, ringworm anymore. Yeah. That was gross. Yeah, wrestling's wrestling's gross. All the old wrinkly mats, gross. <laughs> we yeah. have an well, absolute. I mean, go the ahead. Out- the outfits are nice. The outfits are nice. I mean, think of about a basketball jersey but then you get to be like you know sexy tight and sleek on the bottom as well nice very nice um pack show week 17 of the nfl all the playoffs the playoff machine is live you can figure out how your teams are going to make it into the playoffs by x losing y winning z losing alpha beta winning by seven or more whatever it is Hope is alive for those people out there, um, unless you're a Saints fan, and then it's dead. And you're wondering if Derek Carr is a it good is fit. It is not dead. You wonder if Derek Carr is a good fit for the Saints, and you're just you're just moping in your tears. <laughs> it's kind of dead. You're about next year. And it's kind of dead. That's where, well, that's where the – I mean, isn't that where Broncos fans were last year? They were weeping, and they were, like, longing for Russell Wilson. That worked out. Um, They got the trade they wanted. I will say that. Um, what I'm starting to hear is that maybe they really messed up Jameis Winston and the training staff did him wrong, did him wrong. And he's really, his back is Ooh. really broken, like really badly. And he's probably going to, the Saints might get sued. Just stuff like that. That's, that's the rumors I'm hearing out of Saints camp. So we got a, we have like a Tyrod Taylor situation, no needle involved, just like bad orthopedic or not orthopedic. Is that orthopedic? Is that chiropractor? Chiropractor. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. I think it's spine surgeon, orthopedic. Oh, oh, it's deep. Chi- chiropractor a... is more of a like a pop all the joints in your body and make you feel better. Yeah, they're like a um, they're like a they're like a, a gaudy version of a masseuse. Sure, I don't know. I don't know how to qualify a chiropractor. Some of them like to be called doctors, but I don't. I think you got to go to school for nine years to do that. They're called doctors, Tommy. All right, so we got a packed show. We got three up, three down the NFL. We got to get your college football playoff preview, which we teased last week. And we also have the huddle. The huddle is the good news of the week, the critical number of the week, something you are stuck on, your quote slash question of the week, and your goat of the week. Trainer, I'll let you lead. What is your good news of the week? And tell me why it's Luca. <laughs> well, I was, um, I had like 18 critical numbers. And- yes. I knew that we're a pack show as usual. So I was like, I need to 
need to figure out a way to put Luca somewhere else besides these ridiculous numbers. Um, first off, we'll start out with um, 60, 21, and 10. Yes. The stat line he put up the other night against the Knicks. Unfortunately, Brunson wasn't playing, so I guess you get to watch the game from the sideline and see what he was missing down in Dallas. I miss him. Obviously, we've already brought that up, and that's been a stuck back for several weeks in a row. Um, You're not clinging, yeah, though. 61. You're not clinging. You're mo- eventually going to move on, you know? Yeah, yeah, I mean, he's he's yeah, he's he's where he's from. He's with his he's with his pops. He's happy and playing for the Knicks, which is great. 60, 21, and ten. Only two other players in history had ever done that. They were Wilt Chamberlain and mm-hmm. Elgin Baylor. The thing is, wait, see, who who was the other one? Are we going to Wilt Chamber? I know who Wilt Chamberlain is. Who was the second one? Hmm? Oh, Elgin Baylor. You know Elgin? No, no. Who's that? All right, Massey. Let's let's uh, virtually let's sit up on. Uncle G's knee here. All Let me right. tell you a little story. Ready? Ready. Elgin Baylor story. Um, we'll make it short and sweet so the listeners don't turn this off. He was drafted in 1958 by the then Minneapolis Lakers. A uh, quick tidbit about how old he is. He coached the New Orleans Jazz. Did you know the New Orleans were the Jazz before they were? I did the know Pelicans that. I did. Don't, don't, patronize, don't patronize me. <laughs> Do not patronize you know, me. You know they they had to move to they moved to Salt Lake where they don't allow music. Yeah, they don't they don't allow fun in Salt Lake. I don't get why they're called the Jazz still, but they have a very mountainous yeah. symbol. I like that. No, that's true. That was a, that was a uh, basketball joke, by the way. Um, anyway, so o- only Will Chamberlain and, and LG Baylor had achieved a 50, 20, and ten. You know, you can say fifty plus, t- uh, twenty plus, ten plus, as in points, rebounds, assists mm-hmm. in a game. Wilt did it twice. He did it in 1963 and 1968. Baylor did it in 1961. The thing that's just crazy to me is like these are definitely numbers that you would not have seen. These are like it's like when a pitcher throws like you know two perfect games in a season. It's like since the dead ball in 1920, you wouldn't expect a pitcher to do that. You wouldn't expect a modern day NBA player to put up a stat line like this. Luca did it in 2018. Obviously, he was drafted in 2022. Or sorry, he did it in 2022. He was drafted in 2018. Yes. That's been 50, 54 years since it was last done, um, which is crazy. And uh, piggyback on the Luca good news because I'm trying to make this a silver, silver linings playbook because we are the seventh seed in the West. We're not that great. Um, in the last 20 seasons, teams, no team has won after being down at least nine points with 35 seconds left on the clock. Those teams before the Mavs came back against the Knicks, Jalen Brunson's Knicks, were zero and thirteen thousand eight hundred eighty-four. Is that a number you'd be interested in? Thirteen thousand. I feel like there's a Tracy McGrady ten points in ten <laughs> seconds or something in there somewhere. It see, it seems like that. I feel like well, not to make this about UVA basketball, but didn't UVA basketball do this against Maryland once? Am I having a was that a was that a real dream or a that was that was against Louisville. Louisville, yeah, wrong, wrong red team, but yeah, gotcha. So there is, there is, there has been precedent set with that. Um, so good for Luca. You know, how does it feel to be in in the middle of the Western Conference standings? You know, just kind of struggling for your playoff lives. You know, yeah, it's still it's early. Looking, it's still early, yeah. but it's we're starting the the season has started to flesh itself out a little bit. Oh yeah, you know, you were we're so far into the season that a lot is 
a lot is already decided and what has been decided, I can tell from your um, condescending tone is that the Pelicans are already going to be the one seed in the Western Conference. Oh, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that, but it's great that you brought that up. It's good that you brought that up because my good news of the week is that the Pelicans are on top of the Western Conference after a dominant performance over the last week. My cans have shot up to from third place to first place at 22 and 12. They took care of the Nuggets. They uh, Zion Williamson scored a career high 43 points in this stretch. And what the Pelicans boast out of a small market team. Oh, excuse me. And I should mention this. They did this all without Brandon Ingram. Have you ever heard of them? Yeah, he was basically Luca before Luca. Brandon Ingram is based is carried around a he's carrying around a mediocre team without a without a second guy because Zion was eating um eating ding dongs and Twinkies in Portland somewhere, right? At a shoe factory. Yeah. That was going on there. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um uh, really making up for his you know how uh what's the old uh old thing that if you can't pay for a meal you'll be like washing dishes or something? You're like, oh, I oh, like the- in, uh, yeah, it happens in Pee Wee's Big Adventure. He he doesn't have money, he forgets his wallet, so he has, to, yeah, he has to go back. There. I don't know if that happens in real life. Maybe it happened in like the seventies and sixties when there was like, you know, like grifters and stuff. Oh, may- maybe, but I was just uh, going to compare Zion to having to go back to the Nike Shoe Factory <laughs> because he couldn't <laughs> fulfill his contract and dunk the basketball. Um, they did this they, yeah, on this stretch. They done it all without uh, Brandon Ingram. He's out with a toe injury. We have a good veteran in C.J. McCollum. We have young talent in Trey Murphy. We have role players that play hard-nosed defense. And Zion taking over late in games has been a new development of his game. And also, point, point guard Zion is so fun to watch. He has electric highlights. The Pelicans are a must-watch basketball team right now. And I've never been able to say that. And I can say that right now. Yeah, Willie Green's doing a hell of a job. He was uh they plucked him from what's uh the Suns bench, right? I can't remember. I all of a sudden he was there. Yeah. He's I mean, obviously I'm sure he paid his pay his dues. Looks like he played, he was drafted in uh, two thousand three. That's when I graduated uh high school. He was drafted in that draft class, pick two forty one. This is Willie Green and yeah, I mean, he, coach of the year. Obviously, coach of the year with a bullet right now. Yes, I like I like everything. All right, give me your critical number of the week, trainer. Mine is two hundred to one. Those sounds like odds to me. This very nice, and I think next year we should we should pay more attention to this. Look at the odds and like pick. Anyway, this was the odds preseason. Oh, if TCU. TCU, yes, TCU was picked to have these odds to make the college football playoff, which they did. These odds, Massey, were lower than your teams, Nebraska and Auburn. Really? That's how how poorly these, uh, I guess, Vegas or whoever picked this uh, thought of TCU entering the season. I didn't know this. I love how this this stuff just kind of comes up at the end of the season when it's like Heisman Award season. Nobody has anything to do but pick up, pick apart, audit preseason rankings and stuff like that. Did you know TCU's only got ten grand for undergraduate, ten thousand undergraduates, and they're and they're playing uh, Michigan, which I'm sure has like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. they have forty four thousand. <laughs> oh, That's pretty insane. Oh my a, god, there can't be that many smart to, people in Michigan. No, no, definitely not. Not for a school that, that Harbaugh runs. Um, I feel like I didn't know TCU was that small. I thought it was a little bigger than that, but. I guess that could make sense. I just think of Fort Worth as being a bigger town. 
then they would have a bigger school. But TCU is pretty small. It's a small campus. Um, but yeah, it's funny to think about like, I wonder how often I feel, I, I don't know if this is the, I didn't look this up further to see if this is the, like the number one, like biggest long shot so far for college football team making the playoff. I feel like it probably has to be. Yeah. I, don't, I, I don't think there's been a team. I remember like Washington made it one year, Michigan state made it one year. I just don't remember like what their rankings, what, what they were, they were picked as odds wise going into those seasons. So. Um, yeah, I think that Cincinnati, people kind of saw Cincinnati coming last year because they set the gauntlet up for Cincinnati because they had beat Notre Dame in a fraudulent Indiana squad, and they were in. Turns out they did that. The right. um, the TCU just ran the table in the Big 12, and the Big 12 has been kind of not the dominant conference in college football, but they've been a very solid conference. You're looking at uh, a Texas team who's taking on Washington tonight. I've lost track of that score. But uh, – who, who out of, oh my gosh, Kansas, Big 12. Why am I blanking on the good teams in the Big 12? They all kind of suck. So I take all of that yeah. back. I take all of that back. The Big yeah, 12 Oklahoma sucks. No, the Oklahoma schools were terrible. They were basically like a combined 500. Um, your Kansas State Wildcats were the, the other surprise team besides TCU. Baylor was down. Um, Texas was mediocre. I guess the rate, you know, Texas Tech was kind of down. Um, yeah, so TCU just kind of came, shot up the ranks. I guess Iowa State was okay for a little while there. But, yeah, it was a pretty a pretty mediocre season um, besides TCU and um, Kansas State. Yeah, you're you're totally right. TCU 9-0, Kansas State 7-2, Texas 6-3, Texas Tech 5-4. Yeah. Everybody else is sub-500 from there. In, uh, and cool that's conference play. But continue. Oh, no, I have a quick fun uh, – you want a fun critical number? I would love one. So Nick Cannon, do you see the news about Nick Cannon? Uh, no. Enlighten, enlighten uh, the listeners. Yeah, yeah, he has. He so he's known for having lots of babies. He had his twelfth baby today. He's had twelve babies with six baby mamas, as they say. And I remember, do you remember Antonio Cromartie from Hard Knocks a few years ago? Antonio Cromartie. He has fourteen children with eight baby mamas. And there is an episode I remember. I just saw the Nick Cannon news. It made me immediately like the shock to my system of like, Oh, Antonio Camardi, that episode of hard knocks where they ask him to nail all his kids and he just can't do it. So, you know, quick little, t- uh, 12, 12 babies from Nick Cannon, Antonio Camardi, 14 to keep in score at home sports fans. Okay. So Camardi out to, out to a two baby lead. Is that what I'm gathering? Three baby lead. Yeah. I've already lost track. Yeah. Two baby lead between yeah Cannon and Camardi. You know, sometimes you just need to you spread spread your seed, I guess. Um, here's here's my critical number. Three teams in the NFL that can wrap up their divisions this week if the dominoes fall their way correctly. Can you name those three teams? Oh, they can wrap up their divisions if the dominoes fall their way. I'm going to guess Cincinnati. Yeah, so the Bengals, if they win over the Bills on Monday Night Football and the Ravens lose to the Steelers without Lamar Jackson, that seems like a real possibility with Kenny Pickett. Kind of heating up for the Steelers, but at least playing competent football. Who else you got? I'm going to guess the Eagles. The Eagles, yeah. Um, basically, if the Cowboys lose, are, are they losing right now? Oh, no, no. They always win on Thursday night. It's prime time. Oh, right, 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 right. Um, <laughs> and the Eagles are out without their starter, Jalen Hurts. And I think they're one of their – what's it? Is it Lane Johnson that's out on the offensive line? Yeah, Lane, yeah, Lane Johnson's out, and they don't know if Hurts – I mean, Hurts is like – he's still – 
everybody's questionable. Nobody knows who's playing. Fantasy playoffs, it's just it's a it's completely chaotic. Um, and it makes you know it makes for like a lot of drama with fantasy as well as the divisional stuff. So Jalen Hurts is still like a maybe to play, which is crazy to think about. Yeah, and and just thinks that uh just think that they only need to win one of the next two games. Is that right? Because they could have beaten uh the cow the yeah. Cowboys last week and locked up the number one seed. They just need Gardner Minshew to eke out one game, and he's got the Saints this weekend. So Gardner, uh, I'm really hoping you just choke it away. Honestly, can't can't think of a better way to do that. But okay, so who am I forgetting? I feel like the Chiefs and Bills are already locked up. I feel like the Vikings are locked up, and I want to say Bucks. The Bucks. No. The Bucks. The if Bucks? they beat okay. the Panthers, they win the division. I didn't know I hated the Bucks until this season. Does that make? I don't know how that makes sense. I mean, I knew they were they're always kind of pesky, but the the Saints kind of have owned the Bucks in recent history, and so it's just kind of been like kind of a ha ha. You think you're so good, whatever. Where the Saints were dominant, but I really hate Tom Brady and the Bucks. They it took them to three, not not three, but took them to overtime to beat Trace McSorley and the Cardinals when the Cardinals yeah. are absolutely god awful at home, and he had three turnovers. He had two fumbles and an interception or something like that, and it's just like I I just can't I can't listen to people tell me that. Tom Brady has a chance in the once he gets to the playoffs, he's gonna have a home game. Turns out Todd Bowles isn't that good. He doesn't seem to be a good coach. Oh, you think this is Todd Bowles? You don't think it's uh Tom, Tom Brady and his body language? Maybe. Who's the offensive coordinator down there? Byron Leftwich. I mean, uh, you and I, no, I guess no, Byron Leftwich is having, not a problem. I'm having yeah, I'm having I'm having a bit of I can't I'm holding on to old takes where I was like Todd Bowles and Byron Leftwich, I would just campaign all day for them to get head coaching jobs. So it's like hard for me to let go of that. Maybe I should just let it go. And you're right, Todd Bowles is not the coach I thought he was. Uh, I mean, yeah, the, he's great the assistant. Calling. Great assistant. I mean, the line, the offensive line was terrible. Defense a little depleted. Uh, some of the receivers are in and out this year. Um, obviously, Julio Jones didn't like really amount to anything. No Gronk. I can't believe I know. people I like just, still think that Julio Jones is a thing. I know, I know, I know. I mean, just at least having him as a third receiver, and you just thought he would have contributed a little bit more. I would just kind of go with personnel this season. I don't think it was like a Brady, the Brady the Giselle divorce really made that much of a difference um, because Tom Brady is a robot and can just turn on Tom Brady mode. I don't see it as something where, or actually, I do see it as this. This is what's going to happen because I watched the Cowboys struggle to you know beat Joshua Dobbs and a Derrick Henry list Titans team tonight. All I can do is visualize the Cowboys going to uh, Tampa Bay, which they will, because they're the probably the five seed and the best wild card team going to the worst of the division winners. They'll go to Tampa Bay, they'll lose that game, and then Tampa Bay will get blown out in whether second round uh game they play in the divisionals. Oh that's a that's that's dark trainer. Are you okay? It's dark. It is it is dark. But I mean I'm okay. It's just kind of like holiday blues. I hate New Year's. Like I miss Christmas already. So I'm just yeah, feeling dark. Oh yeah. Speaking of speaking of Christmas, happy birthday! I forgot to mention that at the top of the hour. Yeah. Thanks, man. The um yeah, New Year's. Honestly, New Year's might be kind of awesome for me this year. Um, no plans. All day football. That's what I'm thinking. So yeah, well, I guess we'll get to that later what the uh, schedule for these games. Cause I haven't even looked at 
what time they uh what time things kick off that day uh, alabama kicks off at 10 10 a.m that's all you need to know then you just cruise from there all right give me your stuck on trainer oh i forgot alabama's playing kansas state who are you rooting for um my stuck on is did you enjoy the guaranteed rate bowl uh the one between kansas and arkansas that was, you were pretty close there oklahoma state wisconsin my stuck on no, is I wanted no. to go. I wanted to, <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> those were actually uh, two teams I picked to go to their conference uh, championship games this year. So I had a I had a bad season with, with the college stuff. Um, anyway, my stuck on is I wanted to go over some of these games. And I want I want to know what Massey's favorite bowl game name is between these. You yes, ready? Yeah. Ready to play? All right. We got the Jimmy Kimmel Los Angeles Bowl presented by Stifle or Stiffle. Okay, already, got, already, already like it. Jimmy Kimmel, local guy. Like, it, like about twenty words. Yeah, twenty words is good for a title. Yeah, um, lo- Tony the. Go, go ahead, Tony the Tiger. Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. I like that Duluth, a lot. Duluth Trading Cure Bowl. No, no, Union, thank you. Union Home Mortgage Gasparilla Bowl, which was formerly the Bad Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bowl, which I prefer. Yes, yes. Love love me some what is Gasparillo? Is that a flower? Sounds like I a flower. It was a cocktail. That's that's uh sarsaparilla. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I'm going to look up Gasparilla right now. That's that's what uh what's his name? Um uh Sam Elliott and and Big Lebowski's drinking. Give me another sarsaparilla, right? Yeah, and it's Gasparilla. like it's like another yeah. high life. Uh, San Diego. Oh County my God! Credit. Gasparillo is uh, a a festival of pirates in Tampa Bay. The Gasparilla Pirate Festival is a large parade and a host of related community events held in Tampa, Florida, almost every year since 1904. So this is basically Tampa Bay's Mardi Gras. It looks like. And, it's, and it was presented by. This, is, this was the name uh, from 2017 19. It was presented by Bad Boy Motor Mowers, which is even better that basically Gasparilla stands for a LARPing pirate yeah. festival. That's yeah. what it looks like to me, LARPing. Wow. Wow. Um, 1990 to 1997, there was the Poulon Weed Eater Independence Bowl. All right. All right. San Diego County Credit Union Poinsettia Bowl. I think that one probably is going to take my, the cake because I, I have no idea. I couldn't repeat that back to you. I love the most Where? words. The wordier, the better, in my opinion. Yeah, same. Last two. Uh, I'll, I'll save the best for last between the wordiness of these next two. I just like this one. 1947, right after the the, the great one, the big war. Uh, the 1955, there was the salad bowl, just the salad bowl. I love that. No, no corporations. No corporations. Nice and easy. People just could be, you know, kind of down to earth back then. Mom and pa. It was probably uh, cheeky then, back then because no one ate salads. Everyone just died of gout. Yeah, yeah. Like a, like, I mean, people were having like, what, like a cigarette salad? Yeah. Um, and then finally, the Cherubundi Tart Cherry Boca Raton Bowl. Yes, give me that one. Give me that one, especially because it's in Boca Perfect. Raton. Anybody that can find a way to play in a bowl game that's that's in the Florida Keys or in Hawaii or any sort of like tropical place just fires me up. Yeah, I've heard good things about Boca Raton. Isn't that that's like a big? That's a that's a Keys slash like retirement type place. Yeah, they're they're probably all swingers down there. That's why Lane Kiffin stayed so long. Ooh, pineapple culture, I love it. Pineapple culture down there. All right, my stuck on. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. Um, Carson Wentz is starting for the Commanders. I don't understand why. Yay! Because they're blaming everything on 
Tyler Heineke being bad against the best defense in the league last week against the Niners, which is unfair. That is unfair, right? He even hung 20 points on him. And Taylor Heineke, it's very funny. When Carson Wentz drops back and does something like wacky and weird that only Carson Wentz can do, you know the plays I'm talking about. All of a sudden, the ball like squirts out 30 yards and he like underhand shovels it or does something completely dumb. When he does dumb things, people are like, oh, Carson Wentz is dumb. But when Heineke does the equivalent of the equivalent of a dumb thing that Carson Wentz does, people just want to say, oh, he's just trying to make a play. And I don't know why that's a difference, but I'm convinced Taylor Heineke, when he does dumb stuff, is better than Carson Wentz when he does dumb stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think that Carson Wentz, well, I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a pedigree thing. It's like Taylor Heineke's a gamer. He, he wasn't drafted. He's rags to riches, like, you know, like a Carson Wentz bagging groceries or uh, Josh Norman, who was a barista before he got the quarterback job for the Panthers. Um, you know, it's like Taylor Heineke has that kind of lore, whereas Carson Wentz is like, he should have been, you know, he was a second overall pick in a draft by the Eagles. He should know better because of his, you know, prestigious background. Right. Okay. I feel you. But I, I don't want to watch Carson Wentz take a team that Taylor Heineke put in playoff contention and just bury them. That's going to be so – it's going to be so awesome, honestly. But it's also going to – I feel – That's true. I feel almost bad. No, that's a good point. I didn't even think about that, how he's kind of like coming into the – yeah, he's, he's walking into a man's house and he's taking. Yeah, it's you know, I, well, yeah. I mean, you know, you know the analogy. Yeah, I'm there. I'm there with you. Um, all right, trainer, give me your quote slash question of the week. Real, real, real quick, real quick. Would you prefer? Would you? You think I would be um, relentlessly annoying for the rest of my life if all four NFC East teams make the playoffs? Like you know, kind of how when you cheer, you cheer for every SEC team because of Alabama or. Do you want do you want that to happen because it would be historic? Um <laughs> I don't I don't want that to happen at all for both reasons. So you want to see would you rather have okay, we, okay, let's say Carson Wentz gets benched this next game for Heineke, which will probably happen. They just go backwards, flip it flip the script again. Would you rather watch Taylor Heineke and Washington in the playoffs or would you rather watch the Lions or the Seahawks? Or yeah. the Packers? I'd rather watch the Lions. I think if the Commanders can fall on their okay. sword and watch and 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 l- allow the Lions in, that seems like the my favorite scenario since the Lions have been so bad and they seem to have something going on this last stretch and Jared Goff is playing the football of his life and it just seems like the Lions deserve it's not the right word yeah. but you understand what I mean like deserve to be in the playoffs. Yeah, I agree. I feel like I feel like Washington's trying to like stop the bleeding while the Lions are still kind of in like surge like mode. Surging. Yeah, they're surging. Yeah. They're they're like gonna win their way into the playoffs and the and the commanders are just just hanging on for the for their playoff spot. All right, give me your uh quote slash question of the week, trainer. He's well you'll like this one a lot. He's playing football, we playing basketball. That is someone talking about Zion Williamson of Richard Jefferson. You are correct. Nice. Russell, D'Angelo Russell of uh Ohio State. Uh, Ohio State first pick, yeah. Lakers traded the Nets, traded to the Warriors. Now he's on the Timberwolves. Yep, he's talking about Zion. And Zion is so he is so big. He finally got a professional so trainer big. and that got his attention. And he's his bounce and when he like he's dunking on everyone, and it's so sweet. It is so sweet. Oh, unless, unless he's got that Duke asterisk, but I, we ignore that. We're going to scrub that from the history books. 
So, so does uh, so does Mr. Ingram. You 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 continue to forget that. But anyway. Well, when J.J. Um, Redick was there, I could not forget it. But Ingram and Zion, they're not Duke grads. You know, J.J. Redick is actually a Duke grad and considers himself smart. He's he's like an intellectual, and you're like, you're not an intellectual, dude. You got A's because Coach K told the teachers to give you A's. They don't give you that crap. No, you're right. And my second quick quote, this isn't really a quote. It's just a statement. It's Storm Duck will transfer to Penn State. Storm Duck. From where? Carolina. I just I just love this name. Storm Duck. It sounds like a Storm Children's duck. superhero, like a like a like Scrooge Big Duck is a superhero, like Darkwing Duck mixed with with um Huey Dewey and Louie, you know? Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. I do. He's a three star recruit out of high school, had forty six ta- tackles and ten breakups this uh season along with three interceptions. He is going to play under the Virginia, Anthony. yeah, Anthony Poindexter up at Penn State. He can, Anthony, D, taking away UNC's talent. I like that. Uh, Storm Duck, if he doesn't have an NIL deal by the end of the week, then something is wrong. Certainly Penn State can figure out figure out something to do with that. Storm. Oh, yeah, he's got weathers. He's got weather and animals. Like, he can do something with, like, Storm and, like, you know, maybe uh, – I don't know, roofing company, fixing store storm insurance, and he can do something with like duct tape. Like a, I don't know. Yeah, um, we're there. Yeah, dude, duct tape, nicely done. Hyatt, the Hyatt guy from Tennessee, he got a he got an NIL deal from uh, obviously Hyatt Hotels, which I, which I thought was great. That hopefully they he went ahead and cashed that in. He just uh, yeah. declared for the draft, right? Oh yeah, can you? I guess you can you have a spring NIL deal? I don't know. when you get drafted. <laughs> I don't know. NIL is wild west. They just hired some. Massachusetts governor or senator to try to rein in the NCAA after whatever his face that I always forget his name ran it right into the ground. Um, okay, I got quite a, kind of a long quote here, but you know how I've I've hated the Rose Bowl for a while. Yeah, um, anti big big team. We know. Um, John Joe Mathis wrote into the San Francisco uh, Chronicle with an opinion piece titled the Rose bowl is dead killed by our winner. Take all culture. Humanity may be next. And he goes on to write from their perspective of a self-described enlightened doomsdayer. He quotes John Pierre Dubois quote. Humanity is on a suicidal course headed straight towards catastrophe. Why? Because we don't respect the sacred things. Comparing the Rose Bowl to the, a, a sacred, sacred thing, trainer. Okay, so where, where? Okay, here is the quote that I really loved: "The Rose Bowl is one such sacred ritual that inspired togetherness. Its death takes us one step closer to the end of the world." Joe death. Matthew. Yes, it's death. You know what? It's death. You know what he's talking about? You mean like it not being the the tradition of the pack. 10 12 team and the big 10 team playing yes that that yeah. and most importantly um he he referenced some the mayor of pasadena it's not being played at noon anymore goodness gracious goodness gracious the mayor of pasadena said he laid it out in this way he goes i usually have a lovely new year's day tradition of eating a light breakfast watching the parade and having a brunch right before kickoff oh i'm so sorry that your ritual is dead your light lunch breakfast. 
give me a freaking break. Y'all are about to get a college football playoff game, 12-team expansion, and Pasadena is about to rake in millions and millions of dollars for the next couple of years. And most likely, you're going to keep your New Year's Day or whatever Rose Bowl parade, and the sanctity yeah. of it is not going to destroy humanity. Give me a freaking break. They moved the kickoff time, and you're acting like it's the end of the world. I might even hate the Rose Bowl even more because of Joe Matthews. Yeah, I mean, it's that's a, that's a lot. So he's, I mean, I guess, like, I remember T, actually TCU played Wisconsin one year, so that's a big, I don't even know what TCU, what they were, Mount West back then. It was when Andy Dalton played. Um, so I guess that tradition's already been gone for a while, the whole Pac-12, Pac, although this year it's Utah Penn State, which is a Pac-12 versus Big Ten team. Mm-hmm. It's at 4 p.m., was he saying noon? He's saying it's moving away from noon starting next year, and that's what that was probably his biggest grievance is the noon thing. Yeah, his well, Joe yeah. Matthews thought he the sacred ritual was dead and humanity will die <laughs> slowly because of it. God, this guy. I mean, yeah, it sounds like a cult leader. It's always very funny when people also have like big lofty predictions. I'm not saying the end of the obviously the end of the world is a lofty prediction. Eventually, you're <laughs> going to be right. So when you get proven right, they're like, "I am so smart." It's being like the Roman back in the day, be like, "You realize this empire won't last forever." And then he's like, "See, <laughs> I'm right." You're like, "Dude, shut, shut the hell up!" Like, it, humanity will end. It's like, yeah, yeah, it will. But right now, it's not because of the Rose Bowl. Okay, we have bigger yeah, fish to yeah. fry. Yeah, it's kind of tough to be like with all the other things going on in the world to say that the the Rose Bowl changing its time of day is one of the signs of the apocalypse. I, I yeah, I mean that just doesn't really make it. Even as a avid sports fan, I would say like you know Luca getting traded from the Mavs. Maybe I go into into apocalyptic. Uh, I'm buying canned foods and living in a basement mode. But like the Rose Bowl, no, I don't. I don't care. Nobody cares. Nobody. It's nobody such, cares. Such an old tradition. Nobody cares about parades besides Mardi Gras. Excuse me. Um, nobody cares yeah. about oh, either. Be careful. How dare you? All right. Give me your goat of the week, trainer. Uh, mine is a, just a general, and I, you, you can actually, I want to do another, uh, Massey picks a, not Massey picks a bowl game, but Massey picks a, a player. It's Mr. Wilson. And you can either pick Zach Wilson or Russell Wilson. Massey. those are my two goat of the, maybe the year for their respective teams. That that being the jets and the Broncos. Who would you rather have in 2023, Massey? A, and, a, a, a washed, let Russ cook, Broncos, Bronco country, let's ride, older man, or a possible another jet orphan who goes to another team and may be able to like, you know, make make so much of it, make so much of his next opportunity like Sam Darnold has. There is no chance I would take Zach Wilson, not in a million freaking <laughs> years. That babyface loser Ooh. is. He threw his team under the bus. He lost the locker room super quick. He is – no one should be in the NFL if they look like I can beat them up, you know? That's true. I mean – I'm not just, saying that I, I could. I'm just I'm just pointing out I, that he looks like he, he, gets, he gets ID'd at the Circle K buying a pack of smokes. He would never – he would massively – he went to BYU. He would never attempt to buy a pack of cigarettes. Um, but at the same time, I feel like one thing, you could get a couple, you know, a couple pops in you. And you could take him out with like old man, like alcohol strength alone. So you need to worry about Zach Wilson. If he ever, if he ever crosses you, I think you got him in a one-on-one uh, battle fight. Um, I thought about this at first. I was, I thought posing this question, who's the worst goat of these two. And I was like, yeah, it's easy. I'd rather have Russell Wilson next year. And then I started to think about it. I don't think I would. I think I'd rather have Zach Wilson. 
trading for what 45 cents on the dollar it's a rookie contract who cares the jets can move on pretty easily that's why i kind of like pose the question of who who'd you rather have if you believe russell wilson's not like completely just donezo which is possible i mean this this time next year we might be being like oh you know comeback player of the year and he has judy and um Cortland sutton healthy and you know the defense got better and the o-line they fixed the o-line in the offseason maybe they're like a wild card team this time next year but like it is it's a tough one it's a doozy you're right. I was only thinking of the skill level aspect. And Russell Wilson, just because True. I've seen it with my True. own eyeballs, I've seen him win mm-hmm. Super Bowls, and I've seen him be great with, with the Seahawks and Pete Carroll. We He just got the head coach filed, Nathaniel Hackett. He coached his way out of the league in 15 games, which is sh- shocking. He will, he'll land on his feet. I'm not, worried. I'm not worried about the coaching fraternity there. It seems like – Russell Wilson has gotten everything he wants. He's gotten his parking spots in the team lot. He's got his own private office. He's got the work ethic. So there's something there. Contractually, you're right. I would not want, I do not want to touch Russell Wilson's contract in, let me think, in 2025. In 2025, he's owed $50 million. Like that is way too much for a guy. That that just, yeah. Was well, that is that guaranteed or is that like the Derek Carr money that they're sitting in so you, they have the possibility of not having to pay that guaranteed forty million next year? Yeah, the Derek the the or Derek Carr uh, contract makes no sense to me. That's actually my go to the week is Josh McDaniels. Oh, okay. If if you <laughs> want to get into that, I'm going to look up Russell Wilson contract. Oh yeah. That's a perfect segue. He was a former – he's like Nathaniel Hackett, a formerly fired Broncos country, let's ride head coach. Yeah, and and Josh McDaniels is such a fraud. He is such a fraud. He can call plays under Bill Belichick. He let Mac Jones look good for a year before handing the reins over to Matt Patricia, who's absolutely tanked tanked this poor kid. Also, is, Mac Jones is a dirty player, by the way. Just throwing throwing that out there. Dirty like like the kids say it like like he's like sick like he's good. No, he's like hitting people in the in the crotch. He's like kicking people in the crotch and then he like oh he's Grayson Allen down. of the NFL. When did he hit somebody in the wiener? Yeah, he is. He, that's a good point. He like took out Eli Apple when uh when uh, they were returning a TD, but everyone's like ah screw it, it's Eli Apple. Um, dead yeah, cast well, space I mean, forty nine point six million in two thousand twenty five. He gets that's so ridiculous. Eli Apple, uh, remember the, all the memes last year? Is Eli Apple blind? Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, Josh McDaniels benches Derek Carr. Derek Carr doesn't even is not even participating in Raiders practice anymore. A guy named Jarrett Stidham, formerly of Auburn, he won Ooh. the SEC West in 2017 and then lost to UCF in the Peach Bowl. I'm pretty sure that's when UCF claimed a national title that year. If that's right, you mean uh, one? They won. Yeah, they won it. I think Jared. I think that was the. I wasn't. That was a kick six. Is that right? <laughs> that um, kick six iron, iron ball. Is that what you're talking about? I think that. I think that might be the kick six iron ball. I think that might be 2017. So explain Damn, to me what a, this. What a leader. What a leader Stidham is. Yeah. So can you explain to me why Josh McDaniels sitting Derek Carr is like either ridiculous or makes sense from the Raiders organization? It's definitely not going to make Devontae Adams uh, happy. Josh <laughs> McDaniels is my go to the week because he is. Not in, he's not the sarcastic goat of the week. He is an actual goat. He is the the goat in a bad way. 
Yes, which is which is um, usually usually where I ch- I tend to go anyway. The the uh, facetious goat of the week as as. Actually, I kind of like how we have we have a good yin yang going. You're always kind of doing the more traditional goat. I'm doing the old old school goat when you like were the goat who you know blew the game. Um, I digress. Josh McDaniels, I think he has a deal with the GM to do the dirty work and save the GM and the team money by sitting Derek Carr, and then they will make him the scapegoat by firing Josh McDaniels, and then said GM will give him a bag of maybe you know cash and a Chick Fil A bag or something behind behind closed doors. For, for his uh, time served and his his uh, service to the to the the business and corporation that is the Oakland Raiders. I mean, excuse me, Las Vegas Raiders. I think the Las Vegas Raiders are freaking broke and they can't afford to pay uh, pay him anything. Derek Carr. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're not going to do what their yeah with their record. I don't know what their draft capital situation is. But they're not going to do any better at quarterback next year. You know, like they just it's it's silly. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know if they're trying to send a message or they're trying to like, obviously they're, tr- they're sending a message, but they're also trying to save money. It is definitely like a domino effect because Devontae Adams is pissed off. Um, who knows if Josh Jacobs is going to want, he's not going to go back there. If, even if they have the money to like throw at him, maybe they're trying to free up money to throw at jo- Josh Jacobs. He's like the NFL rushing leader right now. Um, they, they're yeah, not going to, they, they've declined Josh Jacobs fifth year. So it's just oh, they did, they, all right. Okay. Yeah. So he's, he's gone for sure. Yeah. yeah. So it's one of those things where like, they just don't seem like they want to spend any money. By the way, I just mm. looked up the 2017 iron bowl. Jared Stenham had carry on Johnson at his, as his running back. And they Ooh. beat, they beat Alabama pretty handily. Never, never. Uh, I don't think they uh, were behind in any part of that game. Jared Stenham played out of his mind. And well, I remember, I remember carry on Johnson burning me in a couple of fantasy Seasons for the for the Lions, yeah, I'm around. Yeah, Jalen Hurts didn't play that well. All right, well, that's a that's a hit, trip down history lane that I didn't want to do. All right, we got to move on. We barely have enough time. We have to get to the college football playoff. We've made it. We're here. Trainers, Bulldogs, and TCU mm-hmm. Horn Frogs are playing my Ohio State Buckeyes. I just vomited in my mouth, and my Michigan. Wolverines, even more vomit. Well, those are those are two Big Ten teams. What what happened to the Rose Bowl? Don't don't quote me on the Rose Bowl. I get I get all fired up <laughs> about the Rose Bowl. All right, so the Georgia is favored by six and a half. They're playing Ohio State. Georgia thirteen and zero. Ohio State at number four, 12 and one. Ohio State did not win their division, or excuse me, not division. They well, they didn't do that either. They did not win their conference game. They backed into the college football playoff. UGA is basically playing a home game at the Peach Bowl in Atlanta. I will say that Ohio State fans travel well. Georgia favored by six and a half. I'll go ahead and let you make your pick first, trainer. What do you think about this game? Georgia. Okay. All right. Uh, what do you think about the six and a half? Georgia. All right. Yep. I think that too. Georgia gets up for <laughs> big games. They had a big there's game. No bite. Yeah. They, what's his, I mean, there's no, nobody can. What's what's the guy's name? The guy that's like uh, seven foot twelve and he wears a hoodie. I mean, he's number zero. He's a tight end. Washington. Yes. 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 Agent Zero is no, what they call him. Nobody can. Nobody can. Nobody can handle him. Nobody can handle. Um, Brock but, um, Bowers. Yeah, Bowers and Stetson. Stetson with his like his, his little skinny arms. He's doing like lots of like you know guns. He's doing like I don't know. He's just having he's having a blast out there. And I think Ohio State they really showed who they were against a really good team against Michigan because I don't know if Ohio State did Ohio State even have another good win 
on the year. I know we, I know they ranked Notre Dame in the top four or whatever. Like yes. They always do. So they beat and Notre, Notre they beat Notre Dame yeah. by eleven points. They beat Penn State yeah. by thirteen points. That game was not as close as the final score. Um, they did not get up for their biggest game of the year against Michigan when they were at home. And Georgia yeah. has some disappointing wins because they they played Missouri played them close, and I think like Kent State True. or Toledo or somebody random True. paid them kind of close. But Georgia when when the lights are the brightest, they smashed Oregon. Tennessee came in at number one. Tennessee was number one for six days, and they came in and smashed Tennessee. They played the LSU in, in the SEC championship. LSU had beat Alabama. They lost inexplicably to Texas A&M, which was so dumb. LSU were exposed in the SEC championship game. Georgia smashed them. I just think it's going to be the same thing. I think Ohio State's just not mentally ready. I don't think Ryan Day has even coached a game this big ever when with this much on the line. Has he been in a playoff yet? I think he, I think he might have, but not against. Yeah, I think he has. But he was born on thir- third and thought he hit a triple, and I, I agree with you. I think Kirby Smart has coached in bigger games more frequently and is better prepared than Ryan Day will be. Yeah, I'm, I'm 100% with you. I mean, yes, they do travel well, but this game is in Atlanta, uh, a house of horrors. Basically, it's like going to the, My- the Myers house, and, Jay- and not Jason, sorry, Michael's there, and teams have to go to Atlanta to play at – the Falcon Stadium with Georgia hosting, kind of in a in a weird way. Does that make sense? Yeah. They just they're just gonna just, they like to slash people apart in that in that uh that Mercedes Benz dome, which is what an hour from Athens. Yeah, you 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 would think that, but they did a quite a bit of losing to uh to Alabama there. So so just don't forget that. What year was that? Oh, uh, they were the number two seed in the college football playoff in 2019 <laughs> and lost to the Clemson Tigers in the Fiesta Bowl. Um, no, lots, massive yeah. lots changed since 2019. There's, there's the pandemic and lots changed. There's, there's a lot, a lot has changed. All right. So we're both in agreement with that. All right. Let's talk about number two, Michigan versus number three, TCU. Michigan is 13 and zero, TCU 12 and one after a, an overtime loss in Kansas state in the big 12 championship. Michigan is favored by seven and a half and they're playing in the Fiesta Bowl and in the Fiesta Bowl is in Arizona, Phoenix. Yeah, State Farm Stadium in Glendale, Arizona. Okay, well, I'm going to say, uh, do you think TCU's Cinderella story ends here? <sighs> they got Max Dugan, second place vote in the Heisman. Sonny Dykes, coach of the year, first year as head coach, taking place of Gary Patterson, TCU legend, who's probably going to have a bronze statue outside of the stadium for too long. Kendra Miller, running back. 1,300 yards this season. And Quentin Johnson, their big play wide receiver, they're talking about him going in the first round this year. They have played six one-score games, uh, TCU has. No one has played in a closer matchups all year long. Does TCU have another one in them? Uh, they got the offensive firepower for it. They, yeah, Quentin Johnson's great. He's six four, like two hundred and fifty pounds. I think I was I was reading something earlier about him, like his like draft cap, his draft status, or like where he would maybe go because he does have he does have that twitch. Oh, you ever have you heard the new indicator they're doing these days? Uh, BMI level is like that's where that's where we're at now. BMI level is going to be this year's new draft thing, like. You know, thick joints, quick twitch, all that stuff. What is BMI? BMI level. I'll look that Body up. Body mass index. Body oh, mass g- index. Give me, give me a break. Give me a break. Russell Wilson is elite. He's he's like kind of big, thick joints. Like he's not. He's a little short, 
but that's a good like BMI guy. You don't want to be like Bryce Young. They're worried about Bryce Young's BMI, so he's he's kind of dropping down the dropping down the mock drafts. Anyway, TCU seven and a half point favorites. They lost a ton of game. I mean, sorry, they won a ton of games by like two. No, no, maybe not two. Less than a touchdown. Yeah, against Big Twelve Big Twelve opponents. Obviously. The Big Ten East is good. The Big Ten West was garbage. I don't really know how many Michigan played in the big, you know, the crappy side of the Big Ten this year. Um, what they did to Ohio State was impressive. And yes, I, I do think we're going to get the rematch Michigan once because they got thumped by Georgia last year in that first round uh, playoff game before, uh, or yeah, Georgia played Michigan. Alabama beat, I forgot who now last year to Cincinnati. get to the finals. Oh yeah, Cincy. Yeah, Ritter, Ritter, and Sauce Gardner. Yes, I think Michigan. Unfortunately, will cover this seven and a half points spread, one by ten. Uh, there's a lot to be said of that. TCU's defense has really not slowed anybody down. Uh, Michigan ranks seventh overall in offense, fourth overall in defense, third in red zone defense. Not that TCU ever utilizes the red zone since they just throw it all over the yard. It's going to have to be. It's going to have to be a miracle. The only way. If Michigan wins, I think the under is going to hit because Michigan can just control the ball and will never have to give it back to TCU. And if mm-hmm. TCU wins, the over is going to hit because they're going to have to score forty freaking points yeah. to out, outlast Michigan. I think it's going to be I think it's going to be Michigan, and I think it might not even be close. This might be the blowout that we're all that the college football playoff has every year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could be Michigan was. I mean, yeah, they were coming off obviously a huge win um, and to take down Purdue after the huge, huge, huge win to go to the horseshoe and beat Ohio State. I just feel like it, Blake, Blake Corum is playing, right? Excuse me? I think Blake Corum, he's playing, correct? Am I, is he, he's back. Uh, is he back? I, like I think he's, I think he's out for the season. As you have for the season. I mean, whatever, uh, what's it, Edwards, he did a great job. Yeah, because they just relief. they just have such a good they just have a such a good offensive line. I think it's going to be Donovan yeah. Edwards starting back, and then you're looking at JJ McCarthy, who's who's a, a little mobile, more mobile on his feet than his predecessor. Uh, I forgot his whoever transferred, and so you're just looking at uh oh, I'm looking at blank Corey talks injury. No, he's going. He's looks like he's going to be going into the NFL draft. Okay. Regret. Okay. Anyway. 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 Point mm-hmm. being, mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's gonna be Michigan because we got to move on to our three up, three down. So we both have Georgia and Michigan, and we both have them covering. Yeah, we both got them covering. I think we did a lot of good splitting uh, last week on those. So we'll, we'll obviously audit the picks next week from the t- uh, we picked all the top twenty five matchup. Uh, like I totally, totally, totally told you that UNC was gonna cover that. That was easy peasy. That was easy. That was free money. You should take my advice on that. Free money. <laughs> Um, let's start with three up, three down. Trina, I'll start with you. Give me your first three up. Uh, I'm going to go with the Dallas Cowboys. Okay. Well, that's, that's easy to say. Just kidding. I, just kidding. Just kidding. I'm, I, I was, I was, I was, uh, buying time with a joke while I load the page. Cause I like to do this on the fly. I always feel like it's a little more exhilarating and exciting. It's like a roller coaster ride. I'm going to go with the Washington up by seven, Washington up by 17 on Texas called that too. Just saying. Fourth, yeah. fourth quarter. All right, I'll go, I'll, I'll, how about this? I'll go with the Commanders. Uh, Two-point favorites against the Browns at home. Carson Wentz, uh, it's, it's a 13-13 it's a and 13 game at halftime. Carson Wentz has eight turnovers, and they turn back to Heineke in the second round. And second, sorry, half, and um, the Commanders are up. Uh, very, very, very specific there. I like that a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Packers are favored by three and a half 
uh, the Vikings come to visit Lambeau. A-Rod is in the middle of running the table and makes everyone, everyone in the NFC mad. I think the Packers are on their way up, and the Vikings might be on their way down. Ooh, ooh. No, I mean they they've clinched their they've clinched the uh the their playoff spot. So have they clinched the the their division yet? The Vikings, yes, they have. Yeah, pack. That, it's gonna make it's gonna make everybody mad. They might even they're yeah. not gonna start anybody. Well, I mean, Justin, I don't know about these records sometimes, man. Like, Justin De- Jefferson definitely wants to go out there and do the gritty and, like, get maybe the, like, single season. Because, um, I mean, when you think about Randy Moss and Chris Carter, those are Vikings greats. He can break some sort of uh, team record for yards and touchdowns or something. And also, he could, has a chance at beating Calvin Johnson's record for a s- single season, which is absurd. Um, so, I don't know. I don't know how much that's going to matter, just like with Josh Jacobs and the rushing record. Anyway, I... I accept your offer of the Packers being up. Um, I'm going to go with your Saints. Mm, really? I'm going to pick against the Eagles again. Six and a half point favorites at home. Yes, I think Gardner Minshew is handsome. Yes, I think he's probably the best backup in the league. Yes, I think he's better than at least 10 quarterbacks, 12 quarterbacks that currently start. Um, but yes, with all the injuries and with the Eagles kind of, uh, yeah, been struggling a little bit lately, I kind of want to keep this div- div- division hopes alive for Dallas. So I'm going to manifest and I want the Saints to win that division and the Bucks to be down this week against the Panthers as well. I love that. I did pick the Bucks. I did the pick the Bucks down. Steelers, I have on my go. up. The Ravens. I like that. The Ravens are a good defense. They have no offense. They just seem to be waiting on Lamar Jackson. The Steelers cover. The Ravens are favored by three. They're on the road, but somehow Mike Tomlin just wins games ugly. I think at least they're going to be within a field goal of the Ravens this Sunday. Okay. Your last, uh, your last third up. Yeah, I'll do, I'll do a quick one. I'll just – yeah, I'll, I like the Seahawks at home. Uh, they're one-and-a-half-point dogs to the Jets, and the Jets quarterback – situation i don't know if it's going to be mike white but um yeah i'll go i'll go with the seahawks to keep their playoff hopes alive at home all right my third one is going to be the dolphins uh no tua because his brain is completely mush they like how they Mm -hmm. listed him officially as his second concussion which in fact this is his fourth maybe uh mac jones sounds a little fishy yeah, Mac Jones' body language continues to be terrible, and they, he continues to struggle. Um, and I think the Dolphins can cover that three, three and a half, three on the road, mm-hmm. just because Teddy Bridgewater is uh, he's he's a vet. All right, give me your first down as we wrap up the mm-hmm. show. Yeah, I'll, I'll just say the Panthers because I had the or sorry the Bucks. The Bucks was my first one, so we can like, kick it back to you quickly. Yeah, the Bucks were mine as well. They're at, they absolutely stink. Oh, yeah. They needed OT to beat uh, Trace McSorley, like we said earlier. Panthers definitely going to cover that three points on the road. All right, give me your second down. Um, yeah, I'll go with. I'll do this. I'll say the. I think this will make it more interesting. People will start to wonder if the, with the Bills and the Bengals meet again in the playoffs, what who would win. So I'll go with the Bengals. I'll go with the Bills down. Uh, Josh Allen great with his legs since he's had that possible Tommy John surgery surgery elbow. UCL situation, not throwing at the ball as well. I worry about that for fantasy, but for and for this, I feel like the, the Bills will lose on the road and lose a little of their one seed momentum. Okay, all right, all right. I like that. Um, I didn't go quite that risky. I think the Giants are going to go down. The Colts visit the Giants. Giants are five and a half point spread. Ooh. They just have not been playing good football. The Colts cover this and make the Giants look bad. Why? I don't know because it's it's December in New York and the Colts play a dome. <laughs> yeah. How about that yeah. for reasoning? All right, give me your last down as we wrap it up. I like it. I like it. Um, I want to just say the AFC South, that's kind of cheap because the Jags 
can just kind of sit everybody. The AFC sounds they're going into a week 18 winner take all for the that's next week. Jags and Titans. The Jags are going to play the Texans, which doesn't matter. We talked about the Texans secondary. Everybody's talking about the, the Texans secondary these days and Zay Jones. Um, I think for a true one, if I need to pick a true one here, I will go with the Chargers. I'll just say the Chargers lose at home. Baker Mayfield continues his ascension as the uh, best quarterback in the uh, NFC West. <laughs> no way. No way. I don't, I don't see that <laughs> happening at all. Uh, I had to go to Atlanta down. They're, they are favored at three and a half. Cardinals have to win on the road because of J.J. Watt's retirement. This is just betting. It's all a crapshoot. The Cardinals don't win at home, so they might as well win on the road. All right, sports fans, that is all the time we have for you this week. If you missed any of our show, download our podcast, wherever podcasts are available. We are Teton Sports Talk. Uh, All right, trainer, thanks for joining us. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, and enjoy all the football this weekend. All right, that's it, and that's all.